Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 27. This week we're going to be talking about the TWAB for June 7th, 2018. We'll be talking about the trailer that came out for the next expansion coming up in September. A lot of news dropped there. Um, thank goodness we skipped out on a show a couple weeks ago. Because otherwise this would have turned out to be our nerd talk. And we would all been like, ah, we want to talk about Destiny. So that worked out perfect. Uh, joining me tonight to discuss all this goodness, so much news in Destiny, I have my ever-sensual co-host, as the baby wakes up, introduce him for me. The I baby. baby. He said, really uh, creepily for a baby to say it, but sensual Nicholas. I thought you were asking me to introduce the baby. Um, but no, anyway, hello everybody. Uh, I, I was thinking actually a little bit ago during our pre-recording conversation that I think if, if we were to ever like sponsor a high school sports team, it would have to be like, or like, like a college, maybe like the Washington state wax buttholes. I agree. I think. think that would be a wonderful, wonderful way to do that. Or the, the Windsor, maybe a Canadian team. The Windsor Waxed Buttholes. The Windsor Waxed Buttholes? Yeah. <laughs> now they have to be in Newfoundland. Do you, would you like... Uh, well, I, I live right There's... across the right across the channel from Windsor, so... Uh, well, they have a town called Dildo in Newfoundland, so... That's... I just... I don't know what to make of that. So, but the anyway, Dildo, uh... our other... Our other co-host that is with us this evening is the effervescent Russell. Cue effervescent noises. Bling, 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 bling. I'm rubbing my Russell? nipples right now. That's what's actually making the blinging sound. Are you? Do you have, do you have like tassels? Um, I do. How did you know? I have like these little star-shaped pasties with uh, they're actually crystal tassels. Ooh. So it's like a shooting star to my nipple. Okay, okay. Russell, what what's what been up to past past a week? In a sentence or less? In a sentence or less? Preferably less. Yeah. Uh Sounds good. Waxing. Like as in like you're 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 like coming into your prime? I'll let you figure it out. All right. <laughs> let me buy a plane ticket and I'll let her. I'll find mm-hmm. out. Okay. What did I miss? We did introductions? We have. We introduced Russell. Okay. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, also joining us this week, we have a very, very special guest. A new, newer-ish member of the clan. Finally got on the show. Um, he's going to give Luthien a run for his money on the sexiest voice ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Evil J. Hello. Not good, Jay. Not good, Jay. No. It's a Star Trek reference from high school. And it's stuck. Well, let's start there. All right, then. Tell me the story. What, what's the reference? Yeah. Yeah. In high school, there is me and my buddy, who's also named Jay or Jason. I had a goatee, he didn't, so I automatically became evil Jay. <laughs> <laughs> like Willie, like, like Thomas Riker? No, original Star Trek, like Spock. Uh... Gotcha. Oh, it was God. all yeah. I hoped it would be. That makes sense. Yeah. I so really I was Evil Jay. It fits what into there, that? too, in the Deep Space Nine and 
yep, Star Trek you, Next we'll Generation. Find out there's, there's William Thomas Riker. Thomas William Riker. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I love the episode where he hijacks the Defiant. Didn't he wear his goat? His beard. He put the beard on, but the beard was fake. The well, side the, piece he of had, the beard. He didn't. He did, there were no sideburns connecting his hair to the beard. It was just just like a goatee. And that's how you knew it was actually Thomas William Riker, not William Thomas Riker. Done. Wait, Done. this was a real Done. thing in Star Trek. Yeah, yes. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah, there was a, a you you well you first meet him in the Next Generation, and then he yeah. he was one of the links in DS Nine when they first got the Defiant. So I mean, we're letting the nerd flag fly, uh, <laughs> and it's it's the United Federation of Planets flag or the Romulan Star Empire. Depending on if you're wow. a bitch or not. He was part of the Marquis, wasn't he? The Marquis, yeah. The Marquis. Along with Commander Chakotay. I mean, I'm a nerd, but I still have no idea what you guys are talking about. Shut up, Russell. Which crossed over into Star Trek Voyager. Yes, it does. Do you know what Star Voyager. Trek has? Futuristic space nipples. stuff. Which takes us back to destiny. Nipple. Look at that. <laughs> Oopsie. Wow, what a segue. You like that? That was smooth. No, I've been thinking about that all week. I've had that written down since episode one just in case a Star Trek reference happened. I can tell. Tonight was my night. Um, well, um, let's get through the basic question for Evil J is how the hell did you get into Destiny? Uh, what was it? I got into Destiny by being kind of forced into it by another member, new member of the Just for Guardians clan. Wow, uh, you can at least Guardians say the name right. Yes. At least pretend. Just some Guardians, I corrected myself. <laughs> uh, Dustman actually got me into <clears throat> Destiny. Story time. So... He had picked up a PS4 in November before, I think, Crota dropped. Picked up a PS4, started playing. He's like, yeah, you should play this and stuff. It's like, well, I don't have a PS4. I've got PS3 and Xbox and stuff. So Christmas rolls around. Find out our work is giving us a Christmas bonus. So I go to the missus going, depending on how much the bonus is, I'd like to get a <laughs> PS4. Ooh, nice. So I kind of stayed up until the bonus dropped, because the bonus dropped on this uh, January, December 31st, so pretty much New Year's Eve. Look at the bonus going, so I'm getting a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be Yay. a good feeling. Yeah, pick up the PS4, pick up Destiny, because Costco had it for cheaper than the stores do. Mm -hmm. Had to return that PS4, because the drive went. Got a new one, started playing Destiny, and I was playing it off and on for that first month, not really getting into it until Dustman would pull me in, and then we met up with one of his buddies, uh, a guy named Chris, and kind of play like Night Falls and stuff. Nothing major. I didn't really dive into it. And then he took us into a raid, and we did Crota and Vogue in the same night. Oh, Never doing the raid that's before. Your first? Oh, wow. Yep. Same night. So we did both, finished them, and I'm like, well, I want to do this again, but I need more people on my friends list. How do you do that? There's these things called clans. So I join a clan, start doing the raid all the time, force Dustman to join the same clan I'm in. 
and just kept on playing and just so destiny one i had 1385 hours of game time in it wow well done sir 810 of that was on a titan bless you jeez that must have that must have been a struggle this no. is why I invite no. you to play what you want. <laughs> 51 hours was on a warlock and 255 hours was on a hunter. But who's counting? Right? I, I have the website up. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I'm that, able to. They're counting. Dang it. Ugh. Well, um, I mean, if you don't mind the story, how did you end up with us? Where'd you find us from? Uh, cool. Yeah, how did you find us? Cole. Cole said she played with a guy named Elver Fudd and that we should play with him because he's hilarious. Wow. I so you I wound that. up playing with you and yeah. the clan that me. He is funny. He has his moments, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, oh. More. Hey, hey, oh. Oh, that's a story for another time. <laughs> Brent literally broke himself. And I thought I was gonna die laughing. So then, the, yeah, the group we were with before just didn't seem to work out, and I joined. Actually, I think you sent me an invite. I said, "Well, I might be needing a clan." That's right. I think less than a minute later, I was like, "Well, there you are. You've got one." Yep. <laughs> because we're desperate. And 30 seconds after me accepting it, I got removed from the other group's uh, Discord immediately. Are you serious? What? Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a bunch of bungus. Do you know that word? Have I introduced you to that word yet? Bungus? Bungus. Yeah, a bunch of bungus. It was gone I, for so I, long. I think I've heard it. Or some variation of it. It's a bunch of If bungus. you listen to our bungus. podcast, then you've definitely heard it. <laughs> that's a throwback. That's true. Brett it's very. It. A horrifying, nightmarish deep cut. It's a link to my coworkers back in Whiskey Town. But yeah, I still, I still can't believe you got removed from the Discord after joining us. Like, some people just like, can't video game. You made like. the right choice. Yeah, that were they just like a super? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They weren't a Did Destiny clan. clan. They weren't a Destiny group, and that's oh, what. No. So then what does it matter that you joined another clan? Because Cole had also left that, was leaving that group at the same time, so I had come in with her. This reminds uh, me of, like, EverQuest and World of Warcraft Guild drama. Right. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, like, I've run into a few of those, or with you even, Nick, those, like, cross-gaming no. communities. They're like, yeah, join us. We play all these games and have groups in all of them, and ugh, that becomes They're always fast. the worst. So, speaking of that, um, in Just Some Guardians, we have a clan in Conan Exiles. Um, we have one in Monster Hunter, if you want to join our clean gaming group. That's oh, true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, Just Some Barbarians, just barbarians on server 3817. What server again? 472. Uh, 3817. 3817. I like that. Don't forget the just the uh, Dookie Dookie Literature Club clan yes. also very important that's true yeah thank you sir that's a very important Worldwide. clan it belongs yep. to the game princess rainbow sparkles which <laughs> we are very serious about 
Don't mess with us on that day. Well, Jay, I'm super glad we got you in the clan. It's been wonderful having you here. And I'm glad you agreed to come on our show that we totally begged you to be on. I mean, what you offered. I paid him. Oh, damn. Wait, were we not supposed to pay him? Is that, like, against the rules? Well, what did you guys pay him? didn't really cost you guys a lot because of the Canadian exchange rate. Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. By the way, Dustman has a way cooler Canadian accent than you do. I'm just saying. He does. Oh, he's... He, he's from outside of the city. He was. He's a country type boy. Outside again. That's how outside. Outside. <laughs> outside. Oh, you no, mean outside? You should, Sorry you about that. Hear. We're going to get Dustman in a raid with you, Nick, and you're going to love it. Um, quick story. So we're running, was it the nightfall, Jay? Yes, the nightfall. So we're running the nightfall, and and suddenly Dustman disappears. Just leaves leaves party, leaves fire team. I'm like, what he the heck just happened, right? Story. So Jay texts me, tells me, he's like, so apparently <laughs> his AC, his air conditioning, is hooked up to the same breaker his PS4 is on. And so someone switched the AC on, which turned the PS4 off. (laughs) That's a special kind of beautiful moment. Right? I was crying. It was so good. But yeah, he came back and told me, like, sorry about it. Oh, so good. Well, let's start our uh, lovely Destiny conversation. There's so much to go through tonight. It's so good to be a Destiny fan right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we're this week of Bungie on. is basically going to take us into everything else because that's mostly what they talked about was the reveal. Well, when we're when we're sharing our thoughts, though, we're all limited to a ten-word budget for the entirety of the podcast. You can't use more than ten words to share your thoughts at a time or like all together. No, through through the whole podcast. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I was, this is going to be hard. I, I was this week of Bungie's well, four I'm, words. I'm, I'm done. Down. Already. No, when sharing your thoughts, you bungus. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Um, so no, before we jump into the trailer, um, the first thing I wanted to jump on is the another update to the ve- development roadmap, which we've been getting an update, like, I feel like every couple of weeks, which has been awesome. Um, so coming July 17th, uh, Solstice of Hero seasonal event, which we already knew about. We still don't have any new news. New news. New news. Um, Quick Play is going to full-time 6v6 starting in July. So that's interesting. Well, it's not even an option. It's just here 6v6. Quick, yeah, Quick Play will be 6v6, and then Competitive will stay 4v4 with no radar. Or are uh, they going to be adding a Quick Like, you can choose between 4v4 Quick Play and 6v6 Quick Play. Because they don't really specify there. I think they would say maybe alternative 6v6 quick play playlist. Interesting. Yar. Um, also, uh, Rumble is going to be a permanent playlist starting in July. So that'll be a separate playlist. Um, on I'm top sure of I the don't... already rotating, they're still going to keep, you know, like Iron Banner rotates, Mayhem rotates. I'd assume they're going to put another play mode of some sort in there, but so Rumble's going to be permanent. Um, bounties are coming back July seventeenth. That I'm excited for. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys think you they're going to really... do that? 
Are we going to go back to how we had it, or are they just going to update no, the I current had, daily thing? I had no problem with how they had it, where you could pick and choose what you wanted or you could do. Because no. <clears throat> what they have, they had weekly and then they had daily ones, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, I've got no problem with how the milestone system works. So I don't I don't know what the what the bounty thing well, is. Well it's gonna... not Oh, oh you're talking like yeah. the daily milestone, not like the, the call to arms and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh okay. The daily milestones and the weekly milestones, like I'd honestly throw it in there and I wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Well hopefully like what that I, means is all they're doing is making I it like, where it's on a board instead of you having to like fly to Nessus and open your ghost to see what it is, you know. Well yeah, that's true. Or was the challenges it, was, and the milestones, there we go. Was there a big outcry for the bounties? I mean I honestly haven't missed them. But then again I didn't I mean that was that was what I needed to level up in Destiny, but in Destiny two I had the milestones to help me get, you know, better light stuff. So I don't I don't understand why they would. Well, the bounty system was more like it. as a like I'm, I'm gonna want to log in every day to do my bounties. So like the milestones right now is to raise your power level and stuff, and then bounties uh-huh. is more of like a, oh I have a reason to like go to Nessus and do ten patrols because that's a bounty. When they were they were they got you they got you um reputation. Mm-hmm. That too, yeah. Reputation. Okay. So you would do. I was, I was trying to remember drive to what it was. Yeah, I never went out of my way, but it was always a nice thing when I'd be like, I just want to play Destiny, and no one's on. Oh, the bounty board. It, was, it just gives me an excuse yeah. to go shoot stuff somewhere. It was usually an additional thing that I mm-hmm. would then pick up. Um, also coming with us is the expansion one and two raid layer prestige mode is coming in July, so those are coming. Uh, we'll see how they redo those. Because the big reason they've been pushed back is they didn't like how the prestige version of the Leviathan worked out. So they're basically redoing the whole system. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. I still haven't done the raid layers in vanilla, so I'm fine with I've that. I've seen one. Yeah. Pushed back. I, st- I still We've haven't done prestige Argos. Leviathan, so I've, I'm like, I've I'm fought, not I fought Argos, like unshielded Ar- Argos, mm-hmm. but I, we've yet to get JSG more than I actually clear them. Yeah, I've gotten close. I've never cleared them either. Yeah, well, we'll make it so, happen. And the new one, I don't even, I don't even want to step <laughs> foot in the new one, Spire of Stars, until we have either of where it's cleared. <laughs> For sure. All right. Um, we're also getting uh, Year One Triumphs is coming July seventeenth. So I'm excited to see what funny. that kind of means. More so. But that's exciting. They do have, it's interesting enough, they just added inside a bracket since last time I looked at this. It says Bungie.net. So I'm kind of worried that the Triumph system is on the website and not in-game. But I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I know um, in D1 they had it, they had that cute little video that you could go watch that was basically outlining your Guardian's like claims to fame and a lot of your statistics for year one. Mm-hmm. with Destiny 1, and I can't remember what they called it. Oh, I forgot all about like that. That could be what it is. That's that's how I found out that my... I, in, in year one of Destiny 1, I accidentally, quite accidentally, got the longest range Crucible kill in year one of Destiny 1. And it gave the, the exact 
foot or the exact distance of the shot and it was with my icebreaker and I'm like what? Like <laughs> the people I played with at the time were like you? <laughs> like me? <laughs> the one curse okay. match? <laughs> I love that story. Um, the last thing for July is more exotic armor sandbox changes. Um, I haven't messed too much with what they've done except for the warlock boots being in a party with me, which has been awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Um, but other than that, like, they all sound awesome. So I'm excited to see which ones they're doing next or if the next pass is actually all the rest of them. That'd be kind of spiffy. There we go. Um, so we got an updated list for year two, which is when September Forsaken is now the name we know for the DLC, for the expansion, Ooh. not DLC expansion. Um, we have gear collections, in-game triumphs, weapon slot changes, which we will discuss shortly because we now know what that is. Um, weapon randomization, we still don't know exactly what they're doing with that. The mod system update, I'm excited to see what they can do with that. Um, this next one has the internet saying this is the whole reason the price point is the way it is. Um, bulk shader deletion. <laughs> very important. This is the reason oh, to spend your money on Forsaken. I still yeah. never mind. I, I, I still think that shaders should not be consumable, but whatever. Yeah, that's we can't do anything about that. Um, or can we? Riot! DDoS Bungie, okay. Um, new Crucible mode, which we sort of know what that is. Mm -hmm. uh, four new Crucible maps. 200 additional vaults, vault slots, so 500 total. In game Wait, lore. In crucible mode. No, you're not, that's. You're not talking. Gambit's, Gambit's not the crucible mode. Oh, really? No. Gambit's its own thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, it could still be that one that everyone was testing out last week in the labs, then. We'll see. Uh, in game lore and new bounties. How you guys feeling there? I'm, I'm excited. I'm mostly excited for Forsaken. Um. The end. Oh, I'm. I, I figure I, we'll get more into Forsaken when the changes seriously. there. Um, I, I, well, I figure we're gonna talk more about Forsaken in the expansion mm -hmm. either later, uh, once we're not talking about this, we get Bungie. But, um, I mean that all sounds good. Uh, I'm definitely excited about mass uh, deletion or mass consumption. What? What, what, is, what mass is that? It's not a consumption. Deletion. Shader deletion. Deletion. You can delete 99 shaders. Delete? I got 99 well, you shaders. You don't really delete them because you're, you're, you're using them to acquire something Dis else. But anyway. You're dismantling them. Dismantle. That's, Thank you. There you go. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Because you're not going to get anything for it. They're just going to disappear. I'm if okay you want to get something out point. of it, you've got to do them one at a time. <laughs> uh, so mass dismantlement of shaders is will be super nice because I've, I've come to the point to where there's like a shader with 50 on it and it's just sitting there because I'm like I'm not going through and deleting 50 of those individually because it takes the, seriously the amount of time it takes is at least 5 seconds per 
which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have 50 of them and that's all you're doing, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's quality game time. Listen, you put on some Lady Gaga and work it, girl. <laughs> no mm. pain, no gain. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. That's not oh, Lady Gaga. I know it's not Lady Gaga. I don't know any Lady Gaga songs. Oh, Poker Face. I don't know how that song goes, Poker. though. Poker Face. face. In-game lore. Um, that's the one on this list that most popped out to me. I'm excited to see how they pull that off. If it's going to be just like every scannable we get is in a directory in the game you can go back and look at, or if they're going to add more, even more lore to the story instead of just flavor text, I don't know. But I'm excited to see what that means as it's a bullet point. So it's got to be something big enough to be on the list can i can i talk about that for a second yeah definitely so one of the things that they said in the the stream for forsaken the reveal stream which we haven't gotten to yet whatever um but it's directly correlated with lore in the game so one one interesting thing that they said is when developing forsaken they've abandoned the idea of creating like oh we want to make these cool cinematic scenes and these pre-rendered sequences they're gone they're like no we're, we're telling the story and we're going to tell it during action moments and while you're at the helm because we don't want to take control away from you to tell the story we want you to be in the story Ooh. so i'm like oh so wait hmm. a minute did a lot of the, the development budget go towards animating these and well let's be honest okay cinematic sequences really i thought they were all amazing i, the taken I did king, too. the taken the taken king one was really good i really oh you're talking dad the one i'm i thought they were more talking yeah. like that actually when you're playing the campaign and it cuts to a to a cinematic i think is more what they're talking about see and that's not that's i i, I don't know if, if maybe i'm just kind of misreading but the way yeah. they said it like it because that's what I, because you'd have like, you do a mission, like if you do the vanilla campaign, you do a mission and then you have, meanwhile, well, with golf. Like this cute little. Cute yeah, little but story. like the sequence, you know, with everyone talking at the farm or the sequence where they're attacking the city, like, I think they're going more in like, like, um, if you go back to Halo, there weren't really a lot of cutscenes. You would come over a hill in the Warthog. And the cinematic would be happening with, like, while you're playing, with the voice lines going, the music would pick up, the action would go crazy around you, you'd be in the moment. And that was the big thing that Bungie used to do. So from what I'm Good. getting from that is that they're going back to that, where it's, you're living well, the cinematic during the campaign. Thought. Yeah. But isn't that's... that, I mean, weren't they trying to introduce more, I mean, like, wasn't that part of the reason that they did more cinematics in Destiny? like destiny 2 was to give you more story i'm just confused why they would oh, why they would take away delicate balance and they tipped the scale too far on the other side but i liked all the cinematics i liked how you got a bigger perception of gall i liked you know and that that's mostly what the cinematics were those were the only as far as i remember uh, well there's the point where they're talking in the farm um and after you fall off the cliff, but as as far as where your character is actually present, those those cinematics were kind of few and far between. Of course, then when you kill Gaul, spoilers. Um, you know, there's wait, there's you kill Gaul? Wait a yeah, second, I know, that's right? a spoiler at this point. <laughs> yeah, 
then you need to be listening to another show. Um, actually, no, it think... almost was because my brother just finished the vanilla campaign like three days ago. So actually, good job. <laughs> well, I, think... I mean, I'm pretty sure even you know everybody knows that you're going to kill Gaul in the end. And that's I don't think this is just them directly speaking to the way they did things with Destiny 2. I think this is them talking about the way they've done things overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I, I can't imagine how much of the budget goes towards doing things like that and how much focus with their development team yeah. resources goes to doing things like that. So, you know, I think, personally speaking, I would enjoy it more if it were Halo style, like Halo ODST style. And well, I'm one of those awkward people that loved ODST. <laughs> well, the big thing with I think the best um, description of what of what they should be doing is when you go to the the Almighty mission in Vanilla Campaign. Yes, it is. Everything's exactly. huge. Every every time you go through a big action sequence. The music picks up, um, the voice lines come through, the story's driven while you're doing it, but it doesn't cut to a cutscene like it does in a lot of other missions. That is one of the most bungee missions that has happened in years. And I say that every time I play that mission. I'm like, this, this is such a throwback to what they used to do in campaigns. So if we get more stuff like that mission, oh my god, I'm going to be in heaven. <laughs> uh, but see, I, I, and I... I mean, I agree somewhat, but I I think that I I like the cinematics. I thought that it was a great it, it was a it was a great story. Um, I like that we got we got to understand Gaul and his things. I take I think taking a step back from that, um, or at least I mean, as long as they include it in game, that's fine. That's fine with me. But if if they take out the story element then it's just going back to Destiny, which had no story elements and suffered because of that. Well, Destiny 1. Vanilla Destiny 1 didn't have story elements. Even the Taken King had very little. Did we play It had very little story elements in-game. Um... If you didn't go collect the collectibles, yes. But I I see your point. But that's what I mean. and I would like them, like they, when when they were talking about it, and this this ended up being a bigger tangent than I intended. I'm sorry, Brett. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, we're obviously passionate about the game, so ta-da. Um, I took it to mean they're gonna have the story evolve around you more frequently than they have you watch the story. And but and see, just because I feel like I, feel like I worded it weird, vanilla. Uh, just real quick, Russ. I feel like I worded it weird. Well, I wanted to make it sh- make it clear that I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't like the gall sequences. I liked those. It was mm-hmm. it was the other sequences where it was stuff that could have happened while you were in first person holding your gun, where they put a cutscene. Oh yeah. But no, I I, I love like the transitions that. to gall. But yeah, other times I'd love to just have it happen around me in game, without a like I, a, I can I, screen. I can understand that. I, I I don't know. I I feel I feel like the cinematics and the vanilla. Um, we were good. I, I didn't feel like they overdid it. Most of the most of the cutscenes that we saw just involved Gaul. Um, you know, there was very little where it, it cut to somebody else. Uh, you know, Cade. Mostly your interactions when you first uh, run into like Zavala and Ikora and 
and Cade, I guess. But they were short. I, I didn't feel like they took away from the action. I, I don't know. I, 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 well, and I can understand still being in first person, but it's either watch a cutscene or run around shooting them while they're talking. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, if you have control of it, I, wa I want to listen and I want to hear what they're saying. And if they're talking, then I'm going to be there watching it anyway. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why it, doesn't, why it shouldn't be a cutscene in that particular circumstance. But that's just me, you know? Nick, it's kind of like a Assassin's to that Creed. Before we move on? I, I think there's, there's a way they can do it where cause there's several sequences where you run up to Cade and Cade's talking to you and you're right there and you you never leave like the normal Destiny HUD. Like maybe it fades the HUD, but you're still right there. I'd like to see more of that. Like like think think story sequences in Bioshock. Or yeah. you know, like you're you're or Fallout four even. Like you're you're right there. Your HUD might change for a second, but it never actually leaves the game, like live gameplay. It might just put you in a miniature controlled environment for a second. So I, they talked about it like it was this thing that they were making a conscious effort. And mind you, this is the studio that said making games is hard. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to help them. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever played Assassin's Creed, but you know in, a, in assassin's creed it never it, it really didn't cut to cut scenes very often most of the time the people were talking to you still had control until you got to origins origins had a lot more cut and scenes. i just ended up walking around and looking yeah. at people as they were talking to me because there were i mean i wanted to hear what they were saying so it's not like I, and i couldn't go anywhere and so it's to me it's a similar thing if i'm gonna have to sit there and listen to somebody why not do a cutscene? I mean, at least if it's cutscene, there's usually a little more animation value. You know, I mean, the few times that it cuts to a cutscene, there's usually something going on or something that's entertaining. So I don't know. I mean, well, let's it's... let's put a pin in that conversation for now, so we can no. get we get we have a lot to go through tonight. I we need resolution now. <laughs> um, before Come one on last Kate. thing before we dive into Forsaken, which is going to be the big bullet point of tonight. Um, currently, right now in game, we have the faction rallies going on, which are back in the game now with the changes. So I wanted to talk to you guys how you've enjoyed the changes so far. Well, I'm grinding dead orbit faction tokens right now because you suck. Yeah, well, I want the new monarchy all the way. Oh my god, you both. I almost. I will say this: I almost joined dead orbit specifically to get the graviton lance catalyst. And also the um, ornament for the Wandering Gaze. Because both of them are awesome. So the big thing that they've done with the new faction rally, um, a huge point that a lot of people talked about when they were taking it out last time, is you just you were farming Lost Sectors. They were super easy, but you didn't get very rewarded. And so, and Russell even felt, you know, spoke a lot about how he thought faction rallies just felt empty and bland. It was just like... Mm -hmm. You're playing the game, and there just happens to be this other thing happening, even though it's supposed to be a special weekly event. So mm -hmm. what they've done is, um, what's the word when you when you get down? Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so when you do public events or you kill air quotes world bosses, elites, 
around destinations, you will get stacks of renown. Um, patrols too. Mm-hmm. Patrols. Correct. The little, the little dinky patrols. I always forget those exist in Destiny too. Because there's no bounties just to make. Do not, <laughs> do not fast travel. Yes. Nope. Well, it gives you a warning screen, fortunately. Yep. So every time you get renown, basically uh, you could die faster and stuff does more damage, and you do less damage. But if you clear a lost sector um, with more renown, depending on which level of renown you're at, you will get that much more tokens. So like, you have five renown, you clear a lost sector the first time of the day, you get like 25 tokens. Just boom, done. You've got a you've got a whole level up rank with a faction just doing your daily every day, instead of before where you felt like you had to grind it for a couple hours just to get one package unless it was the week where you just ran back yeah. and forth in that one hallway but oh my gosh. <laughs> i can't tell you i i how many hours i spent just farming lost sectors the last time the faction rally came up to get my new monarchy ornaments it was ridiculous so ridiculous right um and then they've also changed um, how the tower looks during Faction Rally. I really like how the banners are like leaned about and sprawled. I I did like the changes they made there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that um, Faction has like a new banner. Yeah, yeah, that was the next yes. one. That's awesome. I love it. They they have they look different. The shaders are different. The um, um, the ornaments for each armor set like really changes exactly how it looks, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's very rewarding. There's um, new weapons and everything in the loot pool when you when you rank up. Um, they went with the kind of the vanguard level up system where instead of just ranking up to unlock ornaments, there's a, it has the list there in front of you and you can mouse over and see how many ranks you need to get to unlock the ability to then go do like a certain um, get certain number of kills, go to a certain lost sector to then unlock ornaments and then as you level up unlock weapons and a catalyst for different exotics. So it's been a very mm -hmm. rewarding, engaging event, finally, which has got me super happy. It's it's given me something, like, to to work towards. It's given me... I'm going to say it, Brett. I'm going to say it. Grind? It's given me a carrot on a stick. Oh, God, get out of my pot. My name is Blythe here. No, it's... it's it's given me something something to consciously not just like mindlessly grind for because don't get me mm -hmm. wrong i'm i'm all for mindlessly grinding like kids in a nightclub but it gets old at a point that could it be just, taken it gets it. really old i that's i how i, I meant it wink wink nudge nudge I, <laughs> I, am not, <laughs> I am not a big fan of the grind for little reward i i yeah, I, right. I i enjoy i enjoy a grind um, well, I, I enjoy, jeez, um, I, I don't, I don't like to think of it as a grind, because a grind to me sounds like something boring, right? Uh, because in, in, uh, I mean, Example really, when you're talking about a grind, you're, you're going through something and you're, you're monotonously turning something until it is ground through pressure and... <laughs> And, would uh, uh, would purpose be a better word? Yes. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. A purpose um, to actually go and do a lost sector, go and do yeah. patrols. A purpose. Well, correct. <clears throat> like like actual incentive. Like it. Yeah. Yes. 
enforced incentive, like like encouraged incentive, which is almost oxymoronical and redundant at the same time. But it's nice to have to have like visual like motivation that I can see it. Like I know if I grind strikes and there I use the word grind, but suck it, Russ. Oh no, strikes are no, grind no. now. I love dude, I love yeah. strikes. They're like, so just, much just fun. warm Heroic strikes are a grind. Swing away, swing away Meryl. Those are fun. Those are killing bosses and heroic strikes right now. Some of the, like Russ, the ones that we've done, nearly every one have I not said at the end, God, that was so satisfying. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and I mean, that that's my point is, you know, I, I like I like the 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 struggle that that a grind indicates, right? But that's right. the point, is it needs to be a struggle. Whereas before with the faction rallies, it it wasn't a struggle. There was no it was boring. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah, that's and the big I thing. like I haven't I haven't actually experienced the changes, but just hearing the the specifics of the changes makes well, me I'll... want to go and do the faction rallies, whereas before I was like eh. I kind of want the Graviton Lance, but I'm a new monarchy, so it doesn't really matter. You know Russell, I mean? but I'll do now even I'm like, better, too. If you get Renown Russ, it actually puts like the logo of, of your faction like glowing behind your head to show you have Renown. It's pretty cool. Yep. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> Go that do is... that right now. <laughs> it's one, yeah, one that, little I, logo I, I, per um, rank I, of Renown. So if you have five Renown, you have five little... I have five little Dead Orbit skulls above my head. Yes, See, if that's... you did not know that, the Dead Orbit logo is the profile of a stylized skull. You're welcome. That is very, very cool. It's super I am cool. super excited about that. It kind of makes me want to switch to Dead Orbit, because that sounds a little bit cooler. Um, but I've already got a new monarchy, because their armor set is cooler, just like always. Um, and you'll have to wait until the next faction rally, too, because they've locked it for account now. Yeah, that's yep. the other big thing. That... Yep. yep, so it actually matters. Super but I, like, I noticed it, that because I'm playing with my Titan and getting new Monarchy tokens that I'm like, uh, what? But like one of the one of the things I was leading towards before is even even if the the method of obtaining the reward is boring, like there's a difference between just grinding and like okay, well I know I'm gonna get stuff for this hopefully, and then grinding and being able to say, oh if I hit rank fifty with the Vanguard this season I get to follow the ship. And I can see that, right. mm -hmm. and I know, and I know my progress towards it, and it's it's you know you're you're basically you know filling this giant progress bar, so that makes it hell of a lot more fun. But that was there before anyway, wasn't it? Not Going to, to not the quite. Yeah. No. No. Because I thought that you, you had, could you see had how bait. how what level you had to be at before you could unlock it, but I. It told you, you how many packages, you yeah, yeah, how many packages you had to turn in. That's why they had That's the one wrong. emblem that actually had the package thing on it. And now they've it's, gotten it's rid of that, and in... now it's rank. Yep. Yeah, which is still in-game activities okay. to do. Yeah, which is still technically packages. They're just naming it a different way. I got it. I got it. That's probably why I didn't notice the difference because all I paid attention to was the number. Mm, sweet numbers. Well, anything else with the new faction rallies? May future work with the Supreme. All right. 
so, future, I also thought about Future Warhold because their armor set was pretty cool too. It's pretty good. Shooters In fact, pretty I just most of the armor sets were pretty cool. The only I I wasn't a super big fan of Dead Orbit just because I don't like the bulky kind of look that they have. They have a um, messenger bag. It's so cool. But I really wanted that Graviton lens and the ornament for the Wandering Gaze because those things are so freaking cool. But you mean I have another world? Is the ornament called Wandering Gaze? I have Gaze? another world. It may be the one that's called Wandering Gaze. Okay. That's pretty cool. Everything makes more sense. Russell, I just farted for you. So it's like a... a it, it's cool because it does like a black um, kind of sheen over the... the Is that Eye of the Another World? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It's got like and then the middle ring. is this red glowing ring. Oh, it looks so... Yeah, if you're not careful... Like, don't look at it, and then answer the phone. The man's got yeah. a point. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll get you. Alright, let's slide into Gaze Beyond Worlds? Is that what you're talking about? That's it. Gaze Beyond Worlds, thank you. Yeah, I'm terrible at I have another, so... Uh, I have another world is the actual um, exotic yeah. helmet. I knew it had something to do with a thing and another thing. I'm terrible with names, people. So what just, did you, call, you were calling it the gaze, gaze beyond. Wandering gaze. gaze. Is what I was calling it. The wandering. <laughs> the lazy eye. The wandering the lazy eye. The eye. Bowie, wowie. That will be a uh, magical item in our D&D campaign now. Just the lazy so eye. You guys know. The wandering gaze. Oh, I was hoping it was the lazy eye. Please, can it be like a group of homosexual NPCs that wander around? I will lead them. No, it's going to be like a magical item. Did you miss the joke? Yes, I I, I totally missed the joke. Is this a bit? It was the definition of a bit. It was the biggest bit ever. Biggest bit? Okay. was a big fat bit. (laughs) You went right with me. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Um, Big key point tonight. Ladies and gentlemen... We had a reveal stream that I didn't watch, but a trailer that I did watch for watch the, the major trailer. expansion coming in September. Forsaken. Oh, God. Where do we even start with this? Well, on well, the TWAB, they made it nice and easy. Too long? Didn't watch? They have bullet points. That's a good point. <laughs> that is a really good point. I kind of wanted to just get overall thoughts and then do that. Only the second expansion in Destiny's history as a franchise that was not three words. So, Warmind, and now Forsaken. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? The next one will be Toothbrush. It'll be Hairbrush, and we'll have to find it. You know what? Uh, So, so Brett, Brett, uh, this is is a way throwback to when we were in high school. We would go to dances, and Brett... Brett had these as a couple. Uh, yes, as a couple. Um, Brett would have these these weird questions to ask girls when we were dancing <laughs> with them that were just kind of out of the box questions. Threw you back. I got you. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. like, what color toothbrush do you use? How many blades of grass are in your lawn? You know, just random questions like that. I still do that to this day. Not with other so girls. So a course, lot of married. like dances back in the day, you'd go to. And it would just be like you'd, you, I, I'd went, and I'd, and I'd see dudes and girls. They'd be dancing, and they'd just stand there, sweaty and gross, looking to the left mm-hmm. and the right, not saying anything. 
And I was like, that is so awkward. And so I came up with a list of just ridiculous questions to ask girls as an icebreaker. But then the whole dance was just a constant stream of icebreakers. And it worked amazing. Yeah. And I, and I did it. I actually asked Lindsay those questions to break the ice. Did you ask her after we were dating those questions on your wedding night? <laughs> no, it was like usually like, dance. "Baby, if you could be Jello, what kind would you be?" Oh, it was it was usually like the late night phone calls where you don't really have anything else to talk about, but you still want to keep talking. So those were my go-to to be like continue the conversation. And if you were a house, what would you be made out of, baby? What cup? Like What's your favorite flavor of toothpaste? Yeah. Cinnamon. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, if you could be Jello, what flavor Jello would you be? Chocolate pudding. That's Stuff like that. Answer. It was a good time. So, that is what we were most excited for Forsaken is being turned into Jello and toothbrushes. No, okay. So, I, I can, I can give my thoughts if nobody else wants to go first. Let's do, we're going to go through point by point, but first, just like overall, like. Fine. For an expansion, okay. like our first expansion of Destiny 2, how are you guys feeling just seeing the content so far? It kind of looks like Firefly, which I'm kind of excited about. That's a good point. It's a, it's it looks a lot like a space western now. Yeah, and I, mean, I am I am so for that. Which looks like the main character is Cade, who played Captain Mao in Firefly. What? Right. I had Which will still be awesome. <laughs> Who is from the same city I live in? Really? I most oh, that's recently cool. Saw, I most recently saw Cars 3. And that's a good one. The the bad corporate guy is voiced by Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. I have forgotten about that. Yeah. I actually it. saw him before he made it doing uh, theater sports or improv here in Edmonton. Oh, that's actor. awesome. That is really um, cool. So... But he, the corporate guy from Cars wasn't really a bad guy. No, he's he a corporate guy. A corporate guy. Yeah. And do what corporate guys do? They help plan out how expansions work. Forsaken's coming up. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, but okay, are you so trying what to are get we us back on track? Initial, initial thoughts? Yeah. Or what, what, are, what was yeah, the question? Yeah, initial. Just... just... We're going to go through point by point, but just just from the content we've had in D two so far and Destiny one, this is the first expansion. Like just from from seeing how much content's coming, what we're getting, like how are you feeling as a player from your perspective? I'm feeling like I'm very very much looking forward to the aesthetic because it, it, and Brett, you and I talked about this the other day, it reminds me of um, Firefly? No. <laughs> Nothing about it reminds me of Firefly, actually. Um, no, it reminds me of Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The aesthetic in Final Fantasy XIV in, in the Dragon, Dragon Song? Yeah, Dragon Song expansion. Heavensward. Heavensward, yeah, um, yeah. Well, all the big islands chained together, floating around. The big islands chained together, the big oh, yeah. shit, and, you know, just lots of pie crust. No, that's that's what it reminds me of, and I'm excited. 
Like, I'm, I'm genuinely excited because I loved that aesthetic, and I think it's, it's about time we got a little more of the reef mm -hmm. in density, and I think it's about time, um, well, let's just, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Dreaming City eventually tonight, and I just can't wait because that's the aesthetic I, I'm looking forward to. But anyway. Jay? Um, vindication. Ooh. I had called. No, there there was the one little, um, who was it? Was, uh, one of the guys was talking about it in the game, saying how Cade was in the prison of elders. So I'm like, oh, he must be going out and capturing guys. And someone told me, oh, no, that's where he's putting uh, refugees. And then to see the trailer and they say right off the bat, he's been capturing guys and there's a jailbreak. It's like, I, right. I called something. Right. <laughs> Go me. Because <laughs> yeah, that's that going I, around. I actually was one of the. I liked Prison of Elders. Me too. Yeah, same. I did too. It was something to go do. I. I grinded Scholas. Before the Age of Triumphs, I had to get it. I spent. Nine hours one night, and then the yeah. next day another eight hours, trying to kill him. Good lord, that's dedication. Yeah. Well, there were no checkpoints, so... No. <laughs> Gird your loins. <laughs> That's a good I, point. I think I had 14 or 15 people jump in and out help, trying to help me get it. Wow. God. Good Lord, that just dude. sounds like the worst. I enjoyed at it. At the same time. See, I, I don't times, mind that. It was the worst of times. See, the, to me, that's the difference between a grind and a purpose, right? Because I can I can sit there and I can work at a boss and work at a boss or work at a, a particular mission or a heroic strike, just relentlessly until I finally get it, and that to me is satisfying. If I have to struggle to get it, that is a satisfactory grind. Just being able, just having to go and do the same thing over and over and over and over again, that's dumb and not a good grind. Yeah, and then the other part is I can see the uh, actually less Firefly and more the movie Serenity, with the um, the Reavers. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there, yeah. where where they were, they had the ships attached. They everything they had scavenged was all put together and stuff. And then if you think of it even more, there's the planet right in the middle, which was a utopia type thing, which goes into like kind of the dreaming city was it almost seems like that oh, they seem definitely. to pull a lot from that sci-fi stuff in their games and Such actors <laughs> and <Right>. dreaming, <laughs> the dreaming the city too they they said at one point during the um stream it was, it was almost missed by me like that was an odd way to phrase that i almost missed it um they said very quickly, like we're we're in the birthplace of the Awoken. Yes. So it's like this is where the pulse of light originally hit the reef and resurrected all of these people that were dead. So like, ooh, in-game lore. Me tickled like a pickle. Well, and I mean, you've also got to draw the correlation between the Awoken and the Forsaken. 
right? I mean, that's that that those those names uh, seem to be synonymous. I mean, obviously we're in the reef, so the Awoken are going to have a big part to play in it. But is there some kind of is there another you know there's the awoken who sided with the guardian where there was there that same race that ended up siding with the darkness and became the forsaken yeah we don't that's actually a really good point because mm-hmm. as it stands right now we have no idea outside of speculation why the name forsaken because yeah there's the forsaken and then there's then there's the scorn too Ooh. Right, and the scorn—they—they they seem to be. Somebody was calling them like a hive and and fallen hybrid, and I'm like, mm, I doubt that. They're just the baddest of the bad of the bad that they had put away in the prison. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's very much for anyone that's played World of Warcraft. It very much was reminding me of the warlords of Draenor, where it's like, oh, you've got all these warlords that you've got to go hunt down and bring to justice. It seems interesting because it, it looks at first glance like we're going to be helping Cade track them down and kill them. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see how dark and gritty they're willing to go. And if and... if it's if they go really dark and really gritty, like that just makes me super excited because then we've had Ikora and Zavala and Cade. Next up is is Eris Morn. And who's she to bring with her as a bad guy, ladies and gentlemen, Savathun? So, I think it'll be dark-er, yes, if they manage to pull the dark, like a dark and gritty, and, and, you know, dark and gritty, they might as well have bumper stickers that say, dark and gritty, Destiny 2, with the trailer that we got, or the Vidoc for Forsaken, and I'll be quiet now. Yeah, I, that was, that was that the go... point I was going to make for me as a player coming into this expansion. Um, is I mean the fact that they pushed it so hard that it's going to be darker, and that's been my biggest thing since SA2 launched is make it darker. Um, before Milan Games went to Bungie for the um, for the summit, he put out a thing, a big lore questionnaire, and every single spot I just wrote make the game darker. <laughs> like that's all I want, make Destiny darker, and so that's the thing I'm most excited for is the color palette is very interesting which then leads us to some really cool um just dark locales and then the storyline has a really good chance of just really going into the nitty-gritty of destiny and that's where i've always thought that the destiny universe is at its best is when it's just dark and creepy and you're like i don't want to go in there but i have to well and and, and here's my opinion sorry uh evil jay Um, i'm sorry the, I hope I hope that just because uh, as far as the feeling goes, I hope they make it more gritty than they make it dark. And here's the reason why. Because I would like the western I, I like the western aesthetic that they're going for, and I feel like grittier would fit better with a western than necessarily dark, if you know what I mean. Um, well it's it's not because, western. I mean there's the there's but the I, theme, I hope but... that it, I hope that they go with that Western thing. Because I think that that would be a really cool thing. I think that that would be really fun. I hope that they go with a Western theme to, like, it's it's like the Wild West. 
you know, because I feel like that has a place in the Destiny universe, especially with Cade. Um, well, if you think about it, our own solar system went from becoming our front porch to then becoming the unknown frontier again. My dog is hacking right in the background. Well, and that's why I think it would fit so well within the Destiny universe. So I hope they go with that grittiness. Maybe not so much on the dark side, but I hope that they go with heavy grit. Like true, true grit? <laughs> like true grit. I, think I, I want to see some John Wayne up in this mother trucker. I can agree with Russ, because I think the, the, the grittiness, yes. Dark gives us a prelude to what's coming, but I think yes. dark, that belongs with specific enemy types. The Fallen, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily quote-unquote dark, but the Taken and the Hive, yeah, that's some dark shit right there. I agree. Um, the Fallen, bring on the grit. And it, it reminds me of the very, very first mission in Destiny. When you when your ghost wakes you up, eyes up, Guardian, and then you're in that, um, you're in the Cosmodrome, and you see the, the Fallen, Dregs, walking, all over the walls and the ceiling and your your ghost is like we need to find you a gun it's like oh god like bring bring some of that feeling back mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah i just i just want dark <laughs> like i, I yeah now, i get it i get there like, will i'm down for dark and then darker i just want dark and dark. dark there dark, will darkest. there will still be comedic though. Oh yeah, Cade's. Oh, of course, because it's Cade. Yeah, just just don't like like Cade was great when he had his get your rock off my map moments. Not, well, not when, when he carried the narrative. Carrying the narrative is not the comedic relief's job. No, well, he's the um, he's the little the the quips here and there. He's, right, he's, he's the comedic relief. It's um, it's the characters he plays on TV, and stuff. That's when you let him be who he is. Right. But when they brought in because because uh, Vanilla Destiny and stuff like that was serious until they brought in where they let him. They decide, okay, we're gonna bring in a little bit of that comedic into it, right? They didn't take themselves so serious, and that was the most popular. When it was Cade was centric to it, that became more. It be the DLC was a lot more popular in Destiny One for that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Hoping they can bring that, dial that back into where it's it was in its perfect spot. I hope there's a lot of really good character development with with him in this next expansion. Because the the overall narrative was was nice and dark, and then he was there to add to that, but then also to bring some relief and and to be really, I mean, my favorite moment. And I I don't like how far they leaned into the ghost and Cade's humor with Destiny Two, but my favorite line in all of Destiny is, "Get your rock off my map," <laughs> you know. So like, bring bring me back that nice balance. Oh, for sure. Bring me back that balance. Bring me back the rock on my map. Um, yes. I'm going to go through some of these bullet points, which we can then lead into some really good discussions. We talked briefly about the Tangled Shore, um, where it's you know it's it's in the oh god, it's all purpley. You've got the big asteroids the all chained together in the reef. Yeah, it just looks awesome. But the biggest thing here is that that's like your 
there's going to be like a patrols you know it's it's your destination for the campaign and such but we're actually getting a second destination which is the dreaming city which is specifically for end game so we're getting there, a specific yes. end game destination and we've never done that their first game. end game destination yeah and that's just i oh my it's so excited for that and then they were mentioning that like as the game progresses depending on even um if people do the raid like certain amount of times um if they clear it on prestige all that stuff like the dreaming city will change according to how players play the game over time which is just and, crazy and that is intriguing. like my my favorite part of that like the dreaming city houses the raid Mm -hmm. like the raid is the dreaming city and the dreaming city is also a patrol zone so it's like ooh, are we gonna are you <gasps> venus are we getting popular yeah. in destiny one because the vault of glass entrance was right there in the open and same with the dreadnought and king's fall the entrance to king's fall was right out in the open are we gonna get an instance where it's not the entrance to the raid that's visible to patrol players but the raid itself are we going to be able to watch not participate in but witness people running the raid because it's in an open public patrol space like we can see it happening but we can't get in there maybe it's closed off unless you're in the group or like who knows total speculation total oh, yeah. spin foil hat but like, awesome. oh, that would be so cool I would well I mean just like watch. you know vault of glass when you had to open up the door to get in like, that was in right. the patrol zone, and people in patrol could actually walk over and help you open the door. And then, obviously, once you went in, you were in a separate instance. But to take that and go to another level, like what you said, where you could actually, like, see things happening from people in the raid, that'd be, that'd be amazing. I remember going through that area, first character, just leveling it up. It's like, oh, there's some stuff to shoot over there and get in one shot. And you're like, okay, avoid that. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, no. No. no it's a minotaur no oh, just <laughs> what they can do not just the not just having the raid in the dreaming city but having it specifically as an end game destination like what else could they put in there that's not just the raid as end game content to do right and they've they've said they said multiple times in the vidoc or vidoc and then also the stream that like this is a a destination built on a foundation of puzzles mm -hmm. like you yeah. have no idea what's going to be around every corner and what's around every corner may be different week in and week out because then they like, use whoa they use the uh what was it the oh what the hell is his ship oryx's ship the and dreadnought. something yeah. dreadnought. dreadnought and what was the other one they said they that said, they were yeah, they were, they were twins like, uh, if the Vault of Glass and the Dreadnought had a baby, and then someone was like, no, they're twins. And then you took those twins and you gave them to Peter Jackson, and then Peter Jackson raised them, and then that's the Dreaming City. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? That that was one of the raid designers. Yeah. Or not yeah. one of the raid designers, sorry. One of the, no, one one of them of the design or chiefs for, um, for Forsaken who was talking about what the raid team had done with the raid. Well, I... I, that would be an interesting thing if what they did is they had revolving puddle, puzzles, kind of like a Rubik's Cube, and so you had to go through different puzzles every time you did the right. That would be a cool thing. That could get old. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'd be down for like stuff to change in the raid, 
but I really want the because the biggest thing they pushed is that depending on how you play the game in the Dreaming City, it'll actually evolve the Dreaming City over time to the point where it's going to be completely unrecognizable, maybe by the next DLC if everyone goes crazy with it, which they're going to because it's a Destiny community. Because um, the biggest so thing they wrote here is home to the biggest it. challenges. So does it only evolve it for your instance? No, no. no like they the actual Dreaming City will change city. depending on what the community does. Ooh. Yeah. That's right, that sounds like borderline unprecedented. Right? Yeah, I don't... I can't even imagine the kind of programming that would have had to go into that kind of thing. And and that's just why like they make money to build tits across, tits across that it's not a... Uh, infinite forest situation again. No. That... So. It, uh, there's I'm just so talking much about potential. Like their, their internal hype and then what was yeah. actually delivered. I just... There's like, different people. It's so much potential there. So, exactly. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, most most production companies for video games, they do overhype because they want people to buy it. So, I think going Peter in with Molyneux. a grain of salt is probably a good idea. Oh, don't even talk to me about Peter Molyneux. We don't mention his name because but of Fable. You, you guys mentioned it twice. We don't mention his name because of Peter Molyneux. Because like, of Fable Three, I will never forgive him for Fable Three. The Fable franchise as a if, whole, which reminds me, Fable is a letter or word that starts with F, as is Forsaken. Dude, Fable One and Fable so Two are. Still or you can just ruin the segue. That's fine. He <laughs> crashed the segue. Who was, like, oh who's the God. other developer? I'm trying to I remember. New... No, they didn't do this one. It was um, oh, the New Moon. New... High Moon. High Moon. High Moon. High Moon's the other developer with them. Didn't, didn't High Moon do the Transformers Age of Cybertron yes. games? Yeah. Those they're games part of Active. Fucking epic. Those were intense. They, they were part of, uh, they're part of uh, Activision also, so. So I they just, brought them I in, just... and then they brought Vicarious Visions in also. It's Activision's like, well, we have these guys. You guys can use them. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Were we we did also rest? find out recently that Bungie's working on a new IP, so... Hmm. I thought that was Anthem. No? No, that's Bioware. Yeah. Bioware here in Edmonton also. We'll, we'll talk about that before we, before we end the show. Russell, what were you going to say there? Uh, um, I do... Oh, I hope that the, the ending boss battle is better than it was in Warmind. One. Because... I hope that it doesn't rely on a singular boss battle. I mean, I, I wouldn't to be opposed. a culmination. See, I well, and I like that they, uh, I like what they've done so far, where the boss battle happened in the campaign and it wasn't limited to the raid, because I never got to participate in the boss battles like killing orcas, uh, not orcas, orcas is D and D. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say orchid. So I was killing, like, what? <laughs> the, the flower the orchid boss. man. No, killing. who is Oryx's name? Oryx. Thank you. I was close. Um, you know, uh, because I never got to fully defeat Oryx. I never got to fully defeat, uh, Crota uh, or, um, never got to go into the Vault of Glass. I mean, these are things yeah. that I never got to do, but I like what they've done with Destiny 2 so far. I killed Gaul. I killed, you know, and I've done the raids, except for the newest one, because Nick refuses to do it. Um, what? 
I'm just saying, Our Nick. Sweet child, saying. we can't, we can't do it. It's not possible right now. Anything is possible if you believe hard enough. Believe in the heart um, of the cards, Yugi, and you can do anything. Uh, no, I, I'm seriously just giving you a hard time. Like I'm not okay. bitter at all. Um, <laughs> He's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just fun. Um, so I, I hope that they continue that. Like I, I, I hope that they continue that. And then... Um, I forgot it. That's what I was going to say. That was it. All right, moving on. I liked it. Um, the next bullet point here is the Scorn are a new enemy led by a group of eight barons you will hunt down. And they and look if, freaking awesome. And if you go onto Reddit, they they claim who the Scorn are and have hybrid them through every single, probably every single race that's been in the game. I hope it's an entirely new race. Well, they're fallen. Yeah, they're just another oh. level of fallen. They've fallen less it, than it, fallen because they look healthier. It looks like like we won't know until we actually see more because they kind of showed them and then they kind of didn't. Like the barons look like they're fallen. Yeah, and the scorn. I mean, all you really saw from the scorn was just like creepy little dudes with lanterns flying everywhere. Is all we've really seen so far. Tonberry. As long as they don't, the lanterns. As long as they don't go to like a Dark Souls, Bloodborne type. It's like you, oh, you want it hard. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing with me you of your health is how they describe the eight barons. Like they'll be kind of like boss encounters, and each one's going to be like different. So like one of them they explained is Was basically a sniper? a sniper duel. Yeah, which is awesome. That seems cool. That I did like that that little teaser of this guy's a sniper and so you're gonna have to do a sniper duel with him. That yeah. sounds awesome. Like I, you're you're taking them on in their own territory kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of the Metal Gear Solid games with fighting different bosses and having to adapt to their style. I'm looking at you, Sniper Wolf. <laughs> Anyway, okay, that was the end of that thought. I thought there was more there. I apologize. No, no. <laughs> well, the the fact it's there's eight barons because at first I thought these were going to be part of the campaign, and there's no way there's going to be eight baron fights in the campaigns. I think these are going to be extra afterwards. So I'm hoping there's story to make them seem bad. Why you want to hunt them down, and then like could maybe it, mini quest lines to like. Could, yeah, could it be like, um. The one thing in from House of Wolves, when you had to, you got the bounties and you had to go out and hunt. Oh, See, yeah. that would be a cool thing that because would be that legit. would really fit into that Western aesthetic too, where it's a bounty to go and collect these barons that are out there. I'm I'm assuming we'll encounter a couple of them, if not most of them, throughout the campaign. But then having some left over as like, hey. These guys are still at large. Go hunt them down. Go kill them. Come, go bring them to justice. Who is justice? Yeah, well, how much room does he have? He's, he's the guy with the keypad. He's the guy with the iPad down by uh, Dead Orbit. That's justice. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, justice. Um, the next bullet point, which is going to be very interesting, um, our new weapon system, which gives you more control over how to configure your fighting style. 
So from what it looked like to me, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so there were people screaming, we like You're the current system. Okay, then we're good. Done. We're sweet. Perfect. That's a wrap. So there's people screaming, we like the current style. There's people screaming, we want D1 back. And there's people screaming, we want a whole new system. And so what it looked like to me is they basically said, well, it's wide open. Do whatever the hell you want. That's that's what it seemed like. Okay, cool. Now they even they even said something like, "Yeah, we want you guys to argue about what the best way to do it is." Yeah. Do you want to equip three yeah. shotguns? They Go actually specifically said that. Yeah. So the only thing I can see from that was the conversation we had yesterday about it too. Is the ammo? How the ammo is going to work? And I, I brought up, I brought up division. So division. You have your three weapons, one's a sidearm, but you have your primary and secondary. You can run two snipers in division, but you're pulling from the same ammo pool. I think what they might do is they might, because they're expanding the mod system, they might make it so, oh, if you want the shotgun to operate in the middle slot, you have to put a quote-unquote mod on it that calibrates it to that slot. But well, there's already the a time. weapon mod to move, right, to move a weapon to kinetic instead of it being a, an energy weapon. So I, I think you're right. You can't no, that does. Yeah, that doesn't exist. And I, sure? I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can take from Maybe the the trailer. Yeah, what there's a the kinetic menu mod like. to increase like the power level of your current kinetic, but yeah, you can't like yeah. make uh, energy be kinetic Bonk. right now. Well, then I, like, I would like it if they did it the way, like, like Jay said, like the Division did it. Where you're drawing, like, yeah, sure, you want to run three rocket launchers and be that douche? Great. Have fun finding ammo. Right. Like, bye. And well, then what I would assume. Got, if it's got, like, an element, like, an elemental damage type, then it's an energy weapon unless it's a quote-unquote heavy classified weapon unless... but even then like those that want shotguns and snipers to operate in their quote-unquote energy slot like i have a feeling they're going to allow us to dictate whether it's a heavy weapon or not and maybe a heavy sniper rifle will operate differently than an energy sniper rifle yeah yeah that's what i was about to say <clears throat> is i wonder if what they're going to do is open all the slots but depending on what what where you put it changes how it plays so like having three shotguns they're not all going to be just like god mode shotguns like if you put it in the top slot maybe it'll have less range and higher damage like it's basically a sawed off point blank kinetic shotgun if you put it in the second slot you know maybe it's got a little different stats and like you said if you put it in the bottom that'll make it the big beefy shotgun so it's not like you're walking around with three god mode shotguns it's three different play styles of shotgun I mean, let, let, let's be honest. Shotguns have their place, but in a map where you've got lots of, lots of lanes, you're screwed. Because well, I mean, no one's saying it's the most ideal you. thing to use. It's just the fact that no, no, you no. could I, have I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point here. I'm, get, I'm getting to a point. <laughs> I was waiting. So I mean, um, the even even if you even if you uh, like you said even if you put shotguns in all in all your slots. I mean, it, you're limited. You're limiting yourself there. I mean, more often than not, 
I mean, as much as I would like to have auto rifles in all my slots, there's no practical use for it in PvP or PvE. Because you're going to want to make longer shots, you're going to want to make shorter shots. So, I mean, if you're... I think that limiting it to, you know, primary, secondary, power, weapon, ammo still limits you. Because even if you have infinite shots on a sniper rifle, because you have so many different weapons, you know, you have all three slots filled up with a sniper rifle, you're still limited. You know what I mean? It, it's self-limiting because, yeah, you can have a ton of shots, but if somebody comes up on you, there's not a whole lot you can do. You can try and shoot them, but they're, the, the way that sniper rifles reload and all that stuff, it limits what you can do with it. I'm hoping that they don't tell us until September. Oh, I did say the new, the new mod system will be playable at E3 in a vacuum. It'll be a very controlled demonstration, but yeah. they said that the, the booth at E3 will have that playable. I'm hoping they don't the reveal streams and stuff like that. It's like we don't want to show you, and then they kind of show you everything mm-hmm. to a point. Well, they tease everything. To be fair, with with Warmind, like they showed us a lot with Warmind, but then Warmind was so much bigger than anything they showed us. Now, see when they talked about okay when Destiny 2 came out and they talked about the weapon systems, right? I had that thinking where, okay, I have a scout rifle, but I want to use it. I thought you could actually change the um, the elemental or the kinetic. You could take a mod and change it and move it around in your, your loadout. Yeah. But then the game releases and you find out, no, there's weapons that are only... And if they would have done that at that time. They might have not have had to have gone so far with whatever they're going to come up with the weapon system, where you could actually take your scout rifle that you got, that's an elemental, that's like a kinetic, and go, okay, I want to make it a solar now. And that's what I thought when D2 came out, that that's what you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's what they're going to do now with this new weapon system, is allow you to actually change all your weapons but it might cost you and you might have to grind out for these mods to do it I, I think that that's probably the easiest way for them to do it I I, yeah. I think that that to me I think that that's the way they're going to do it obviously I already thought it was a thing so <laughs> good point <laughs> uh, the next point on here um New masterwork style system allows you to level weapons up over time. I think the big thing did they mention this at all in the Vidoc? No, they, that's pretty much what they said. Is that okay. they didn't go in specifics. They just says yeah, you'll be able to level weapons up over time. Because what I got from that is because it doesn't specifically say exotic. So what I'm getting from that is they're almost kind of doing the masterwork exotic weapon system into legendaries so you can have like a another additional tier to do more things there or are they making the masterworks more to get the masterworks so something similar to what they did with the yeah like what they did with the exotic ones where you have to actually go out and do something to make it into a true masterwork 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe like with I the addition like of random they... rolls that they'll they'll be like you grind to change the roll on it that way instead of just putting in cores maybe. It seemed it seemed like a masterwork weapon is one that you've started to, to level up. Like once once you've begun leveling a weapon, like you can you can add stats. Like like the masterwork system is is exactly. You remember how as you leveled up quote unquote a weapon in D one the weapon got oh, yeah. better because you would unlock the perks. It All the trees like and that's, stuff. That's what the masterworking is going to uh, be. You know level. what? That's I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounded like to me. That's where the bounties came in too, because you had to go do the bounties, because you needed to get experience to be able right. to unlock the next bubble in the tree, and then you had to go get stuff from the planet. Resources. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The grind was real, and that's where the bounty came in. That's where bounties were. That's why you went and did bounties, is because okay, yeah, I got this. Right. I, I got that. this weapon. And now I want to be able to use it to its fullest ability. So, and I feel like they can do. They can definitely. Let's not. Let's not be fake here. They can definitely find a more eloquent, eloquent way to do that. So, hopefully, whatever this new evolved masterwork system, because when they introduced masterworks, they were open with the fact that that was a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Just like mods 2.0, it's not the final version, and it looks like they pulled out mods 2.0 altogether, and we're like, well, we're not going to do a stepping stone; we're just going to do it, and that's what it seems is happening with Forsaken. Well, mods 2.0 is actually supposed to come out what a while ago. Yeah, mods 2.0 was supposed to have dropped, I think, with Warmind. Mm-hmm. No, no it was supposed to stop. Warmind would have been like the months after. Curve Cyrus got pushed a month later, and then it mm. got pushed to War. And then it got pushed again. Mm-hmm. It right. got pushed so again. They, they did Masterworks, and they were like, okay, well, Mods 2.0 is just scrapped, and we're going to redo the whole system instead of a stepping stone. And then Masterworks, to me, ended up being the stepping stone. So. As long as we don't go back to Motes of Light, I'm happy. Oh, yes. I, I don't. I, don't miss, I, I will say this, though. I realized way too late in the Destiny 1 game that consuming motes of light gave you experience in mm-hmm. mass. Nope. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I went and I, I mean I had like thousands of motes of light. So when I did finally realize it, it wasn't a problem. I could just level stuff up lightning fast. Uh, but yeah, before that, it was, it was not pretty world for me. It was just devastating on all fronts. Yeah, don't want to go back to modes of life. I'd be okay with the progression, but I don't want it to be quite as much of a grind as it was in Destiny. Mm-hmm. I, like, I kind of like the way me. things are now, but I mean, you know, a little progression system, it would definitely keep me playing to level up my origin story or whatever. Right. Um, Being task to get based, a better like the, way the, but... the way the exotic master works right now. Where you're mm-hmm. given a task to go do it, which is very, very much like what bounties used to be, exotic bounties. Um, having it be task-based like that, I think, would be perfect. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's keep Speaking diving that, through here. I'll just let me quick fucking Jay. track it on my HUD. Quick little thing. When I said how many hours I had in Destiny 1, I pulled up your guys' and realized why you guys went, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Yeah. I, I, I stopped playing for years at a time. 
Yeah, I just got a new job when the game launched, so it was like not happening very often. Me too. I worked as a retail manager, so basically like 80 hours a week. I was actually working at the time, so. Anywho, thank you for tearing us down. Yeah, dude. Master. So toxic, Jay. Next point. So a lot of these are big points we're going to want to talk a lot about, but we're running pretty late. So we'll, I mean, we want to talk about them, but let's not go too crazy down rabbit holes with too many of these. Bows and arrows. Um, that's that's after this one. Um, your guardian discovers new ways to fight with new supers. That looks cool. Each subclass looks- is getting new supers, and that's so crazy. Again, the ability I, to teleport to looks like the coolest one to me. Mm-hmm. I uh, just warlock Kamehameha, anyone? I will be. <laughs> that looks pretty go. cool. Um, having a giant titan hammer, I'm pretty happy. That looks cool too. Oh, I also like the arc. Uh, the arc was that what you were talking about? The Kamehameha. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, that that looks freaking awesome. But I am still I'm, super excited about the Void Caller being able to teleport. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I did notice that they didn't really talk about how you're going to get this, like, how it's going to be, because I, I, that's another complaint a lot of people is how the supers are. They don't feel like they were in Destiny 1, where you could actually, you had more choice. Remember, you could go in with, like, oh, Bubble yeah. Titan. Yeah. You could pick. It was like, okay, this is what my bubble's going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you're a bubble titan, you're a bubble titan, you run armor of light, you run we- weapons of light, and we're going to take Crota down with one sword. Well, then there's like three the different types of throwing hammers, so like, to yeah. take that but to another level, where it feels like they're giving every subclass like a... Are they giving them the third, tr- like, I think we were talking about that yesterday too, it, that third tree, are they just going to add a third one in there so each one will have one more choice. That's what I would assume so. Um, but yeah, it looks like everyone's getting an AOE clear, a single target big thing, and then some sort of like um, like crowd control or something other, you know. And Smash Titans are getting the Superman landing. <laughs> superhero landing? He's gonna do well, the superhero Which landing. was Death from Above yeah. in D1. In D1, yeah. Well, and then and then uh, we also saw the Arc Strider with his spinning staff that looked like it blocked shots. Yeah, um, that was crazy. That would be insane. Can you imagine? Arc Striders are already kind of scary because they run at you super quick. But then imagine it being able to block the shots as it's running at you. Well, as a new super, I would assume it'd be a choice of the two, where you can't do both spinny block and twirl around like Darth Maul is how no, I but you would still be able think. to hit somebody yeah that's true Rick, ricochet it back to them <laughs> shooting a sweet business at someone and then someone pops that super <laughs> bye bye everybody yeah and then they're adding go ahead bud. there's not really much more until we see more of the supers mm-hmm. yeah it looks like um Blade Dancer's coming back. That's going to be Void instead of Arc. So that's pretty cool. That I'm excited cool. for that one. Yes. 
Um, all right, we'll jump to the next point for Russell. Russell, what is it? Bows and arrows, which I don't, I don't know why, but that just oh, it sends a little, little <laughs> sexy shiver up my spine when I think about how cool that could be, and just hearing them talk about it, about how it's supposed to be, you know. Why would you choose an auto rifle when you can choose a bow and arrow? No, you're going to want to choose the bows and arrows because they're freaking awesome. I am excited you, to see what they do with them. Did you notice that in the clip? Yes, they had the one where he, he shot the the fallen off the speeder. But did you see the other one when he didn't actually hit the fallen? Yes. He hit beside it. Yes, and it seemed to point at some kind of proximity mine type thing. Yeah. Which seems really cool. Yeah, you could be Hawkeye. If it's an ability to give Guardians splash damage, I am all for it. Right. Well, and then the cool thing is they mentioned, you know, there's three different... You could... There's three different types of bows, basically, that you could run a full lot out of right. just bows if you wanted. You know, you have one that's mm -hmm. like a sniper that does high damage and long range, and if you're super accurate with, it just one-shots everything. You've got the one we saw, which is like a AoE damage kind of thing. And then probably just like a Legolas, like fast shooting bow of some sort, you know. You know, and all of them would be really cool. Um, I I would just, I hope, I hope I'm actually good with them. Because sometimes you're like, oh, this would be such a cool thing. And then you're like, I am trash with this. I wish <laughs> right? I could be good with this. Um, Can you imagine running a raid with an all bow loadout though? And actually like being amazing with it? Because different I, I, kinds I, I, for I different think... things. I think part of the reason is the same reason that I like such because I am much more of a medieval fantasy guy. I like sci-fi, but I love medieval fantasy, and so having those little introductions of swords and now bows and arrows, I'm like, yes, give it to me, baby. Let me open my mouth and you can put it inside me. Oh damn, yeah. Elmer, oh, yeah. I'm also thinking private match, two v one against Cole. She won't pick an arrow. Nope. Me on one side, you on the other with arrows, and taking her out. She gets so mad. <laughs> Just surround her in proximity arrows. Get through that. Well, and then to be able to just sit there and, like, let's hunt some hive. And just, like, jump into a hole with bows and arrows. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be amazing. But yes, bows. Very appealing to me. Which opens up a lot of weapon types we could get in the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, never. Yeah. Can you imagine actually having, like. Well, Nick's brought up this is a point they actually said before D2 launched that you could have, like, a kinetic sword. Like, can you imagine actually having, a like, a, a loadout based around, like, your main weapon with a lot of ammo is just your kinetic sword blowing through stuff and then having a bow and arrow? Like. Oh my god! I would. I would die happy. That would be I would the greatest thing ever. If they gave us a kinetic sword with a bow and arrow as my secondary. I would die happy. Running but around with a sword in your hand and having the bow on your back would look so cool. They did have to correct themselves, though, apparently from the live stream. Because hmm. they're talking about, yeah, you could run two or three machine guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they kept on saying. What they actually meant was auto rifles. Yeah, we're not getting machine right. guns back. Sadly. I miss... I actually don't. I, I miss machine guns for certain. They're For certain aspects, they're great. 
I loved using them on hive strikes when you'd have like a hundred thrall running at you and you just hip fire through and just walk through them all. Super satisfied. I used them in Vault of Glass because I had the full loadout for Vault of Glass. I was the Oracle runner, so I'd go in and take out the Oracles. All my weapons were Oracle killers. That's amazing. Uh, well, the last point we're going to hit here. Me a little chubby. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm not chubbing, dude. I got a full heart on right now. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it almost knocked my microphone over. That was that. That was that little chub. You heard? That was my, that was my penis. <laughs> That was, um, my that, was my, that was my penis. So the last point here, um, which is a really cool mode coming that people have been asking for something like this for a while, uh, PvE and PvP competitive co-op experience called Gambit. Do one of you guys want to explain what this is? I have no idea what this is. Jay, would okay. you like to explain what it is? <laughs> Two teams... They go into two separate arenas, and you're fighting against PvP, PvE enemies. So they keep on coming. So you get, um, what they call them? I can't remember. The little triangle thingies, tokens or whatever. So you get those, you put them into a machine, and as you do that, you block out the other one, and they have another boss that shows up that they have to take out. And then I think as you go along, you get you put enough tokens in there that you can send one person from your team over to their arena to take them, to uh, actually disrupt them and try to take them out. So that's where the PV, the PVP aspect comes from. So if you're dominating at it, you can get more so points on top of spawning yeah. another boss to the other guys, on top of then being able to send one of your people over there to try and kill all of them. <laughs> So and some people are complaining, well, once if you're not a PvP person, you don't send the non-PvP person over there. Yeah. You, if you have a person in your group that, if it was our group, we'd probably send Cole. Go, Cole, go over there. Just go. No, we would never let her go because it'd be hilarious. But, um, <laughs> well, the big oh, thing... Oh, you mean like when, you mean like when I take the power ammo and, uh, we're playing PvP and I don't normally use it? <laughs> Just so she doesn't get it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, the cool thing is, they were saying in the Vidoc that they have a lot of people on their team that hate PvP, and they'd get sent over, and they'd just be laughing manically as they're landing, because they're not paying attention, and just drop in the middle yeah. with a rocket launcher and just wipe house. And they're like, this is so fun! It sounds similar to, again, Division, their last stand, but that was more your, everyone's on the same map. So you have PvP and PvE mixed in, where this is, it's PvP, PvE with that little element of PvP in it. And it's match-made, too, is the other thing they brought up. So if you're, you're solo that night, you can actually join up with a team of four, or whatever, how many, I think, yeah, another team of three or whatever. So it is match-made. So that can you're not be locked really fun out. extra... I've, I mean, we haven't heard like any kind of extra rewards with that, but that's just that's just a fun extra activity to do to spice things up. Mm -hmm. We've done the raid. We've like done it. our milestones. Oh, let's do gambit tonight. 
I wonder if they'll have Gambit as a private match, too. Oh, like have one person on either side and having them go against No, where you could actually set it up so that you could play against four oh, other people friend, that you know. Friends. Oh, I got yeah. you. How do you, how do you like how Gambit sounds, Russ? I think it sounds interesting. I I I don't have a clear idea from what you guys are talking about necessarily, but I'm ex I'm intrigued. I'm I'm excited to hear more. It seems like a competitive PVE type environment, right? Is that kind of the right? Yeah. Picture yeah. the way I saw it. Picture Prison of Elders. So when you went into that uh -huh. room. In Prison uh -huh. of Elders, and there's enemies coming out, and there's always a boss, but yeah. you're actually getting tokens, and you put the token into a little container. There's a container in the middle. You put them in there. It's a bank, pretty much. But you add that element that you're doing it, and there's another team doing it, but you one of your people you can send over and fuck those other people up. I'm just... I, I wonder what the arena's going to look like to do that. It looks sim like from what they showed in the video, it looks like they've pretty much it's it's they've taken parts of Prison of Elders, which are fairly big. Like, oh, yeah. So you're not it's you have your arena. The other team has their arena and there's mm -hmm. a portal is how you get back and forth. Okay. So you might not even be fighting the same bosses, I like the same enemies, too, at the same time. Hmm. I'll um I'll get that video and I'll find the timestamps for you exactly when they show it off and I'll send that over to you. Okay. Cause yeah, it, it okay. looked pretty cool. <laughs> well, um, I think we can go ahead and start wrapping up here. Um, Nick's power went out, so he disappeared a little while ago. Just so you listeners understand where his voice went. Um. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on with all this? With the information we have, obviously, as we get more stuff, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. But right now, with the just the basic info dump, um, where are you guys at? I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of Forsaken. I am excited to play Forsaken because I, I'm just looking forward to that Western. I really hope they just go full bore into that Western kind of, you know, um, situation because I think that that would be super cool. I think mm -hmm. it would fit really well with Destiny. I think that would be awesome. So I, I really hope they go that direction which it seems like never mind. I won't go into that. But yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Jay, anything from you, bud? Uh, just looking forward to something more to do. More to experience. I'm honestly just intimidated right now. I've still got so much to do in Warmind. I haven't even touched a lot of stuff. And I've been playing as much as I can. And this really isn't too far away. <laughs> we need yeah. to get another, another nine stack of. Uh, oh, you mean go Escalation I know. Protocol, yeah. Remember, I know a way to do that. That might actually work. Oh, we've done it. We did it a couple weeks ago. No, yeah, last week. But because remember, if my son's here, he sits behind me. He's on the same internet. And, and if we get Dustman, who lives like a block away from me, who's probably easier for him. So I have three people, and that we can actually get a full stack of nine. 
Yeah, that's how we actually ended up yeah. doing it the last time. Well, we we had two people that lived in the same house, and they 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 got on the same one, and then they brought everybody else in. And then the third person just did the back and forth until they got in with them. But the two were super yeah. easy. So yeah, if we've got the three of you pretty close to each other, that should be really easy to do. All right, I'll see if I can set up a night. We can do that. Maybe if we plow through the raid super fast on Saturday, we could do that. Ooh, that'd be fun. Possibly. He's, my son's got soccer, so this weekend. I don't think he has soccer this weekend. Pretty sure that got canceled. No, it didn't. It's a tournament. Pretty sure the tournament got canceled for escalation. No. Anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for episode 27 of Just Some Guardians. Uh, when we do the show, uh, we are live once again this week. Blah, 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 blah. That is twitch.tv slash just some guardians. You can stop by there. Um, jump in chat. We'll say what's up. Um, usually anytime someone comments on something, we'll make it a part of the show. Because um, we love you and we want you to pay attention to us. Notice me. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at JSGCast. If you want to send us questions, concerns, comments, you pictures of Dick Cheney, you can send that to just some guardians at gmail.com. Um, posted on our Twitter is a link to the Discord. You can get in there and talk with all of us all the time. Um, it's not the most active place, but when people say stuff, we all get jump on it. So <laughs> come initiate conversations and we'll all go crazy in there. Uh, Russell. I, I, yes. Where can people find you? Uh, nowhere. Um, I am the ghost that haunts the internet. Um, I am the terror that flaps them the night. Um... So, right now, I am currently in the D&D &D channel of the Discord. Um, I'm fairly active in there, or if you PM me, I usually reply pretty quickly. Um, just depends on what my day is like. Uh, but also, uh, for all those that are our D&D &D fans, um, we, the reason that we are not doing an update tonight is because we are planning a new show called Out of the Hat which will be our D&D update, slash questionnaire, slash bring other people that play D&D with us on to talk about D&D things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that will, so that'll be, uh, I think we're going to do that a live show also, but it'll, the recorded version will pop up in the same feed that our podcast does, so you don't got to go look anywhere else for that, so. Right. But yeah, if that's what, if that's what you're really looking for, we got you covered. We're good. We'll do that separately and more in depth. That's the big part. Right. And then have, you know, non destiny people D &D. that play D and D with us actually part of it. Right. So yeah, super exciting. Um, Jay, where can people find you, bud? Uh, twitch.tv backslash E L double M E R F U D D games. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold the phone here. Double in. Double D. Double. Actually, well, uh, every time easy, I'm streaming, easiest, you're in there. So yeah, technically they can find yeah. you there. Easiest place to find me is on Twitter at EvilJ2789. And on Mixer. That's everything's linked in Twitter. Because <laughs> Mixer is Mixer.com backslash EvilJ. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. Mm. Yep. Get over there. And eventually I'll start streaming again. Listen to this guy's voice all the time. It's so good. 
That's so sexy. It is good. Um, I smoke today. Hell yeah. I am Elmer um, Fudd. I you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. A double M, double D. Double D. Yeah. Double F. <laughs> double <laughs> F. I, had to, I think you make that our, um, like, one of the intro songs for our... I th- maybe that will be our intro song for Out of the Hat. will be the, the sexy time. <laughs> that was so funny. So good. I have that oh on my, my computer. Gosh. I'll send it to you if you want. Um... But yeah, thank you for joining us for Just Some Guardians episode 27. Russell, take us out. Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for mutual chaos and utter incompetency. And that's a show that we do. This is where the music starts. We all talk, laugh. <laughs> hey, you said it was, it was live, right? But when I'm... I'm there. It just said you were hosting Gunner. We, we have His a channel. Review. Did you not listen? I literally said we're live on twitch.tv slash Justin Gurley. It's been part of the, the outro since episode one. Since when is there just some Guardians? Since episode one. It's where we've streamed it every week. <laughs> it's 